We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. You're listening to Best Judies. It is the LGBTQIA podcast that celebrates the most amazing people in our community and the incredible things that they're doing. Hi, my name's Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and red carpet reporter. And the terribly average thing that I did this week is... I have started drinking turmeric lattes. Turmeric lattes. I know. It, I just I heard that it was really good for like antioxidant and inflammation and swelling, and so I started drinking them. And I feel like I'm literally drinking curry paste in a. Yeah, they look a lot nicer milk. than they taste. Yeah, so not it looks like this beautiful yellow sunshine in a cup, no, and then you drink them and you go, not, mm, no, no, not a win for me at all. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. And the terribly average thing that's happened to me this week is I had to pay my car registration. Oh, boo. It's literally the most depressing thing in my life. Why don't you just pay like 10 times more rent and live in the city like I do? Oh, no. It's about the same. Car rego rent. Yeah, look, it evens out. But Mm. no, I couldn't do that. (laughs) Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, we do have a very special guest in the studio today, Sam. Mm-hmm, absolutely. He is, he is the first openly gay male to represent his country in bobsledding, I believe. That's the correct title? That is correct. Um, wow. Round of applause for Simon Dunn. Welcome to Best Duty. Hello, Simon. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. That's all right. You're welcome. Anytime you want to come in and chat Can't to complain. us. It's a nice day out, so <laughs> yeah. why don't I spend it in the studio? Now, if one were to Google you, they would come across many, many achievements over your illustrious career. Yes, yes, a couple. And luckily, Tumblr has taken porn <laughs> off online, so it's gone. <laughs> now Sam's busy Whew, for the rest bullet. of the podcast. <laughs> right, so I'm out. Yeah. Uh, let's start at the very beginning. You yes. started by playing rugby, correct? Yes, indeed. And so you're a rugby boy. Yeah, um, so I, I play, I've played rugby since I was about four. Um, you and- don't look it. You're very skinny. Oh, well, I've le- I'm in Sydney now. I've got to lean out, don't I? <laughs> North Bondi is just around yeah, the corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started playing rugby from about the age of four and then joined the Sydney Convicts here in Sydney, mm-hmm. the, uh, Australia's first inclusive rugby team. Yes. Um, I've seen from- them out on at Stonewall a few times. Yes. They're, they're, the boys. <laughs> they might not be the players. Um, <laughs> oh, right. From there, I went overseas to play uh, rugby in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, I was recruited to push a sled down a hill in minus 30 degree temperatures. Right. I just wanted such a fascinating uh, like story to go from playing yeah, rugby do to... They, do they align in well, terms of... Well, they do because I, 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 I'm pretty shit at rugby. I don't have much skill. <laughs> um, but I, I'm strong and I'm fast. So that's the premise of bobsleigh is to push something in a straight line down a hill. And right. I was... Strong wh- and fast. Okay, yep. yeah. Okay, yeah. The pilot for the Australian team was watching my first game. Oh. And he came up after it and just tapped me on the shoulder and goes... Oi. Well, you, you're kind of shit. Um, he goes, but have you ever thought of doing this sport? And I was like, no, but I, I'm desperate to do something yeah, I'm good at. Yeah, you're like, I'll do something. <laughs> yeah, anything. Keep me in this cold country. So that's when I started training. And after probably a year and a half of training just for bobsleigh, I um, made the Australian team and represented Australia for two seasons. Wow, that's nuts. I, I, has there ever been anyone who's gone on such success after being told they were shit at something? Probably um, not. Who would you think? <laughs> no, I don't think Sam so. Sam Devonport? I don't know. No. <laughs> 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 
Oh, <laughs> I will have to beat that out. We, have, we actually think that out. We we're waiting for the success part. <laughs> Hit us up on uh, Instagram if you can guess what that was that was just beeped out. Um, and so going on to you know to to represent your country. I mean, yes. obviously, just threw you into the limelight. You have gone on to do um, some amazing things. How have you found that part of your career? Like, um, for me, it was, it was obviously a big a big life change for me. It was not something that. No one, no child really wants to do bobsleds. Yeah. It's not a fun sport. It's, yeah. it's cold. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. and that's about it. You wear a leotard. Um, basically. Yeah. So I'm into it. it. Kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the lycra. Yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah. like tick, tick, yeah. tick. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. They don't, they don't leave much of the imagination. <laughs> um, also an advantage of being on tour. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was just a, a big life change and I was thrown straight into it and just had to do what you had to do. Yeah. And like I, when, when I, you know, you were coming on our podcast, the one thing I wanted to talk to you about was, um, something that we, we find that we talk a lot about, but probably not enough of us have experience in is being part of the LGBTQI community and being in major sport or, or minor sport as well. How have you found the change, um, being a sportsman and, and going through that shift of, you know, obviously coming out and being a representative yourself. So, so, so for me, before I started Bob Styles out. I've been out since I was 16 to my family, all, all of my friends. So it was more of coming out as an athlete. Yeah. Um, and then the world just decided that that would class me as coming out as gay. And it right. was just something that everybody already knew. And growing up for me personally, you, you don't have or many or any yeah. um, gay role models in that in that in the sporting world. And as someone who's played sport their entire life, it's kind of disheartening mm. when you're your goals and dreams, you don't think they're attainable based on the fact that you are gay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I found it really hard. So when I did make the Australian team, it was, I was very proactive in making sure everybody knew I was gay. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hopefully be that role model that I never had and hopefully didn't let too many people down when I <laughs> when I retired or they saw me at ARC on Saturday night, but <laughs> still doing my best. Yeah, even at ARC. Yes. Um, how have you found the response from people that I'm sure people have come up to you and introduced themselves and said uh, the impact that you've had? It's, it's absolutely been fantastic. When I was an athlete, it was every day, every yeah. other day, I'd get an email or a message on social media just saying thank you and it made it all worth it. But then the opposite side of the coin is that people hate you. Yeah. People now that you're for being, absolutely no reason, absolutely mm. no reason. I've had just being who you are. I've had death threats. I've <gasps> had I've had to get the police involved. What? I've had articles written about me in Russia, and I got one of my um, friends who was she was scared to read it, and she was was born in Russia, and she she started crying. She goes, "I'm oh. not going to tell you what they're saying." Oh no! And I was like, "So you you kind of got to, you have to take the good with the bad." Yeah. So the, what what I had to do was just really focus on the good. Yeah. Just to block out all the bad, but I mean, I guess, cause a lot of people in this industry in particular would be like, well, if people are talking about you, that's great news. But the thing is, is when people are speaking negatively about yeah. you and they don't actually even know you and you haven't actually done anything wrong, you are, you're just trying to represent our country. Well, now I've retired. I'm, I'm more than happy for people to talk to, <laughs> talk about me in any, <laughs> anyway. Like, However, yeah. irrelevant, please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, you just, it's just, you just don't want the negative because you still want to. You want to be the person that those people who look up to you think you mm. are. You don't want them to see the negative also. So that's what yeah. made it difficult. But I'm here now and don't regret a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Except for not making the Olympics. But <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but details, we're, we're, details. We, we banned the O word. Yeah. <laughs> Is there? Did you have any um, like role models when you were growing up as a kid that you did look to that maybe were not necessarily you know part of the LGBT community? Um, I think a lot of a lot of my. Um, Sport I watched was rugby league. So yeah. um, Ian Roberts 
yeah. yeah, being gay. That was a really big one. Um, and just anyone with a name, the fraternity was someone I looked up to. Mm. But as an adult, you know what rugby league players are like and yeah. you kind of shouldn't be looking up to Playing them. Playing rugby league as a kid, <laughs> did you experience much homophobia throughout that? Um, so I wasn't out until the end of my rugby league playing as a teenager and I, I came out at school and um, had issues with my school team and my club team. So that's actually one of the reasons why I gave up sport and then just moved to Sydney and thought that sport wasn't an option for me until I found the Sydney Convicts. Um, sport in general, um, homophobia is so entwined within it yeah. that people don't see it as homophobia. Um, getting called a fag or a puff on the field. It's just not, part of the game. It, yeah, it's just part of the game. And yeah. even though it's terrible, like if anyone ever said the N-word... Mm. That person would be sent off. Oh, absolutely. We've um, seen everything that's been happening with Adam Goods and the documentary yeah. that comes mm. out about his. Exactly. So it's this, but fortunately, things are changing to the point where people do realise that these two things do go hand in hand. They're yeah. discrimination against a minority. Um, so okay, was was that like? I, it just feels weird to sit here and say, you know, being called those names on on the field is normal. As a kid, hearing someone call you that and, and I guess being told it was normal, is but you, that... you see it week in, week out. Um, you, you, even your coach, if you're, you're slacking at training, he would, like, wow. he, would, he would call you that or just, it's just seen That's as... really sad. I also grew up in Wollongong. That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> so, matter. I love the gong. Yeah. They've got a beautiful beach down there, beaches. It's not the eastern suburbs, is it? <laughs> hey, I was born in Tasmania, so, you know, I think I win out of all three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam, where were you born? I was born on the northern beaches. Oh, as well. Sydney, born and bred. I also went <laughs> that to. The hair. I also. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Um, I also went to a public school where I had a, our rugby league team was quite a force within the school teams. Yeah. Um, and it was that same sort of thing. They would were quite similar in that way, where getting called a fag, a puff, a fairy on the mm. field was normal. So then that came into school as well. Then the openly gay kid at school, it just. It was a knock-on effect, and it yep. was always one of those things that was considered a little bit normal, even though it shouldn't have been. Like, it wasn't okay, but no one really realised at school because you were school kids. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it's it's a big thing, you know, like... Well, even it, to me, I was... Um, job. I came out in year 12, and I was still playing rugby league for the school. Yeah. But yet, I was, I'd still walk through the school and be called a fag. Wow. And I was like, I'm still, I'm still in this position where... You were like People the jock got, yeah, of the I, school. Yeah, I was the jock of the school and I'm still getting yeah. teased by the lower years. It's Which, like, you know, mm. you watch these TV shows and it's like, well, the jock is like the the pinnacle of who yeah. you can be in high school, yet you still found yourself being... Well, that's what I think that's what schools do is they, they place their sporting teams on such a pedestal. Yeah. And yet I was still... And I, I thought absolutely speak to that. My school, it was sport at the top. Yep. Academics was somewhere in there, wow. and then the crea- creativity is all the way, all the way down the bottom. Mm. So, like I was going to say, it's it is a big job, and I know that we have to slowly chip away at it, and it's got a lot to do with um, the environments that we set up. But how do we fix this? How do we fix? Like, what can I, we do? I think it's going to take time. I think the more out athletes there are, um, the more athletes who are comfortable to come out. Because I don't think an athlete should be forced to come out. Yeah, based on this, our community, um, I think it's a personal choice. Mm. I think everybody comes out at a different time. And I think there's also a lot of out athletes tend to assume or talk down about athletes who haven't come out. And it's yeah, okay. Forgetting that it's their own journey. Oh, it's but their choice yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. I know we've, Gus Kensworthy recently has said that more people need to come out and it's selfish that they don't. Um, for me, if I was, say, for an example, in the British Premier League and I'm on a couple of million a year, yeah. and if I came out and it risked that couple of million a year, mm. I wouldn't come out. Yeah, yeah, is it worth okay. risking your whole livelihood? It, in for... bobsleigh, fortunately, I earned 
Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the federation gave us twelve hundred a year. Wow, that's not twelve hundred thousand. Oh um, wow, just one two zero zero. Gee, gee. Okay, here I was thinking yeah. that you were earning the big dollars, pushing the thing down the hill. No, no. no. Sure. <laughs> what was your title I, again? I, only Germans really watch books <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're not gonna. They're not gonna. So spon- does that mean you're big in Germany? Spon- <laughs> Nine. Uh. Um, <laughs> they're not. They're not gonna sponsor the little gay kid, are they? Oh boo. Um, what was your title on the team? I was a brakeman. Brakeman. We do more than brake, though. We, I was going to say, push. is it as simple as that? <laughs> um, no. So, so our goal, um, you got to think, Bob, say, the idea is to get this big metal thing from the top to the bottom as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, my job was, or whoever was in my team with me, was to get it over the first 50 metres as fast as possible. Right. Um, my job generally lasts about three seconds. I see. Okay. And then I sit down. And pray and go. Wee! Wow. There's no. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> it, it's not a smooth ride. Um, I, um, an athlete has described it as putting yourself in a washing machine with, really? a, bunch, with a bunch of hammers. Oh wow! With a bunch um, of hammers. Uh, it sucks. Far out. I think we need to watch some bobsledding after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like, haven't? No, I've been doing I some thorough say. research. You didn't some research because I just didn't. I just didn't watch bobsledding videos. <laughs> he was looking at the different videos uh, um, that he found online. Simon. Tumblr's oh, a there's no video. Incredible website. So what are you up to these days? Um, um, so I'm I'm back in Sydney. Yeah, um, so you lived in the UK for a while. Yeah, I lived in the UK for two years. Uh, played a bit of rugby over there. Did have a little bit of fun. Yeah, um, did a lot of stuff with HIV charities and those kind of things just to try and use my name for some good. Yep. Um, Met Katie Price. Yeah, did. How was that? It was all right. She's very. She didn't really talk to me though. Oh, really? And I was super excited to meet her, and she was like, mm, "Got a photo with me oh. and just brushed me off." She, she was obviously uh, paid like her attendance oh, fee. Okay, right. Came in, got a photo with me, and then just left. Wow! Because when I met her, she dropped the C bomb, and I was like, oh. I, would, "I would have been so happy." Yeah, her manager literally almost fainted on the spot. I was yeah. like, "It's okay." And I think that we were actually recording an interview at the time. Oh, that's and, great! And they were like, "You have to delete that." I was like, "We're not going to put that up. Like, I don't want to lose my job <laughs> putting her up saying the C bomb." I haven't I met Katie Price, exactly so there we go. That. Oh, it's all right. You guys have your You're fun not with your in celebrity the cool encounters. Club. No, I don't have a K after my Instagram followers. Anyway. Never mind. Maybe one day. One day. Best Judy's (laughs) is going to be super popular. (laughs) I got mine last week. Did you? Congrats. Congrats. Very well done. I haven't done anything for years, but (laughs) let's just give it to him. Yeah, why not? You are who you are. I'm me. That's all all it's for. And so, uh, sorry, you're back in Sydney. Yes, I'm back in Sydney. Uh, Personal training. Um, Nothing really exciting. Mm -hmm. Just looking forward to my first Australian summer in six, six, seven years. Yeah. Could you be lured into getting into some sports now that you're back in Australia? Um, I'm playing a little bit of rugby. Yeah. But I'm super, like, a bit of a diva now. I just don't want to be hurt. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to hurt your moneymaker. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I I occasionally play a a little bit of rugby, but... We'll just see how it goes. Yeah. If there are kids out there who are listening to this, and this is something that we say a lot in this podcast, is that the idea of it is not to appeal to um, inner city gays or people who are necessarily in the scene or heading out. It's more for, you know, in particular, young gay teens who are at home who, or just young gay people who are listening to this and who don't necessarily have any gay conversation around them. Uh, and it's and it just starts the conversation, at least gives them something to listen to and feel like they can have a conversation with us. Is there something given that you've now lived in different countries, um, you know, played in different sports uh, and have represented our country and, and lived quite an interesting life. Is there something that you would like to bring, like a, a I don't know, a, a mindset or a way of thinking when it comes to um, sport and LGBT kids? I, I think for any um, LGBT kids or any LGBT kids playing sport, 
I think that, I think the first step in your journey is learning to accept who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, that took a long time for me. And it wasn't until I was able to do that, that I was able to achieve everything I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause I was too busy fighting with my own internal demons right. that I couldn't do what I was wanted destined to do. to do or wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be, is just focus on learning to accept who you yeah. are. There's the world's huge. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be someone out there who's just like you. You're not the only person going through this battle. Yeah. Um, once you find your community, once you find your champions, yeah. then you will truly grow to be the person you're it's meant to be. It's kind of like finding your family, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly. Your adopted family. Yeah, and that, Who, that's what I did with the Sydney convicts. It was for me until I played with them. I was I was convinced that gay men don't play sport or yeah. Sydney convicts. All they do is just like hang out in the change rooms and stuff like that. It's like yeah. no. Gay men can't play rugby until I actually played rugby. I was like, oh shit, they can <laughs> play rugby. I have, to, I have to put some effort in. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought we'd throw the ball around and go drinking at the shift on yeah. a Saturday night. But, um, and and as as history says, from that it snowballed into where I yeah wow everything I've done and where I am today. And that, that was that was probably when you look at the journey, it wasn't it was only a couple, like seven years yeah to live around the world and do everything I have. So just and that was all sport. because I found who I was and I'm kind of. It's disappointing that I didn't find who I was or be comfortable with who I was prior because there's all this time that I wasted just hating that I couldn't be who I thought I could be. You're right though. Like as Mm. soon as you like find who you are and accept who you are and and feel comfortable with it, it's kind of like a domino effect, isn't it? Like it it will, it will roll on after that. What, uh, in your career so far, in your life so far, what's the best bit and what's been the most challenging bit? Um, So for me, I think the best bit was being the first gay man to represent their country in the sport in like bobsledder. No, no, there's never been an out gay bobsledder besides myself. And I think that was a great achievement knowing that I could actually tick that box. And that was my achievement to yeah. have. Um, the hardest bits was just being away from family mm. um, all year for, yeah. for years and years. Um, sports, like professional sport, it just be, it becomes work. And that was hard when you don't, can't, go to your close friends and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Because it's, you're on the other side of the world. You're in Canada or you're right. sliding down the hill somewhere. And, yeah. You're training yeah. and you have commitments. Yeah. So mm. that was probably the hardest bit, but wouldn't change it. Um, obviously I wish I made the Olympics, but I just missed out on that and had the opportunity to move to London. So did ma- that. Tomato, yeah, tomato. Right. <laughs> hey, call it, it what turned you like. Out yeah. all right. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I think you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, we are going to uh, talk about a topic that has been in the news lately, mm. uh, Samuel. Yeah, not in the not in the mainstream news, but something that's been uh, circling around the gay circles for a little bit now. Um, so, earlier this month, uh, openly gay American influencer uh, Jeremy Cormier posted a photo with a very controversial man, disgraced politician uh, Aaron Schock. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's the former Republican congressman for the state of Illinois over in America. Um, now, he was pretty much forced to revi- resign sorry, from office in 2015 after it was revealed he was using taxpayer money to fund his lavish lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. like, private jet flights, tickets to Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. It's a big no-no. Yeah, obviously. right. Exactly. Straight away. Now, he hasn't been a friend of the LGBTQIA no, community. No, he's been very anti-gay, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, he was uh, very publicly voted against marriage equality. He yeah. was also a spearheader in the... Uh, Repeal, the non-repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell policy that mm-hmm. the US military had. Um, however, fast forward to this year, mm-hmm. old mate Shock got caught at Cho- uh, Coachella on video making out with a guy with his hand down his pants. So <laughs> after posting this photo with, uh, this, with Shock, um, Jeremy Cormier has been absolutely blasted on Instagram yeah. for essentially being friends with the enemy. Right. Um, 
Uh, since then, he's donated money to the Victory Fund and the Trevor Project, which are both charities in the States uh, that help LGBTQIA uh uh, and this politics. is not Shock. And this is the guy. No, this that is the posted. guy he posted the photo with. The, yeah. Now, Aaron Shock still hasn't come out to apologise for any of his actions against our community. I read that he, uh, there was some screenshots, and I don't know how true these were, but screenshots of conversations that he had with someone else, and this person made them public, even yeah. though they were private conversations, uh, with him trying to explain his behaviour. And according to those screenshots, he said that he just hadn't accepted who he was and mm. that process of him supporting, you know... Um, was the... to ensure that every other gay man should be miserable. Right. Yeah, yeah to make sure that everyone else was just yeah. as miserable as like he if was. Like, if I can't love myself, why, yeah. why do you get to have yeah, fun? Yeah, and the hell am I going to love, love somebody else? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be a bitter old queen <laughs> until I die. Damn so gay. he was saying that, like, he just... it was It's his process and the reason he hasn't come out and apologised or commented on it or said, oh, I am I am actually gay mm. is because he is not ready to deal with coming out himself full stop yet the whole thing is like very it's, contradictory it's all a bit i'm i'm gonna do what's self-serving for me without actually helping anyone else in my community but not even that i'm gonna do that whilst making everyone else miserable yeah, yeah. exactly I, I just i don't think it's fair i don't think it's okay and i think half the thing is as well we come back to this comes back to like the social media thing Aaron Shock is a very attractive man. He mm. is <laughs> Simon's <laughs> Simon's yeah, on the fence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Simon's um, Switzerland. <laughs> okay, well he's got like he's got the abs, he's got the smile, he's got the tan. Like he but fits he's still into a wanker. that thing. He's absolutely he's still like, a wanker. Delete. Is he, is he pretty away. on the inside? But it comes back to that thing. Are we just giving him a free pass because Oh, because he's, he's good looking. Because he's good looking and he's got abs. I haven't given him a free pass. <laughs> like, gay scene can delete. You can go back and be a Republican and we, we can get on our merry way and want to be influencers can stop posting photos of you. Absolutely agree with have that. Have you come across that internalised homophobia? I mean, I'm sure you would have in Me? in sport. Yeah, You're saying I'm internalised <laughs> internalized homophobia? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, damn it. Look at me. Um, yeah, all sports homophobic, really. As I uh, mentioned earlier, it's entwined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, uh, that's yeah, what that he photo. looks like and it's... Like, is he being was he out at that? Pump? Was this prior he's still, to? He's still no, not he's still out. not out. But he has switched off the comments on his social media posts so that no one can actually comment on there. Well, I was looking at the uh, the the one to be influencers ones early, and he has like twelve hundred comments. This is gold for him. He, you know, he's sitting at home googling himself right now. Wild. The photo that Jeremy Cormier posted with Aaron Shock has twelve hundred and six comments. Wow. Majority of them are ridiculously negative. Um, there's this some the, really big names in there that are getting He would have posted there. that photo knowing exactly the, the response it was going to get. He's mm. so happy. But realistically, 26,000 followers wouldn't classify you as an influencer. Get back in your do box you, and close the lid. Do you think it's just like a, the, the purpose seeking. of being talked yeah, of about? Course, of course, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like this guy's gone, oh, this is going to spark controversy. I'm going to get my name out there to try and ride off the coattails of some guy who's done wrong by our community to yeah. put myself in a better public profile. Why else would he have posted it? Yeah, true. And then to turn around and do- donate $1,000 to a charity because you got called out for doing the wrong thing. Mm. Shouldn't you be donating to charities prior, prior to, that to that anyway? anyway? Not, yeah. just, not just because you feel a little Stop guilty. doing this to make also yourself too, feel better. I, I, another topic of conversation that we should touch on one day is people that feel like cash gets them where they need to be. Like just because you make a cash donation, whilst it's super helpful, there are charities that actually need manpower and need help. Absolutely. And they need, you know, that there might be um, people looking after LGBT homeless people who need people to actually go and help them. Like perhaps their actions would be better than simply writing a yeah, check. Yeah, actions, actions speak well louder than words. Mm. Yeah. 
Very interesting. All right, well, but then he still felt the need to post it on Instagram. I know. He donated money, so. That kind it's of like, I'll just, just yeah. let me remind you that just I so actually you know, did the good right person, thing. Guys. Also, too, it doesn't Thanks even matter like. in Australia anymore because we can't see how many likes you get, so don't worry about it. Well, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Um, Thank you very much. Now, part of this podcast, a very important part of this podcast is is that we um, we we want to be positive. We want to, you know, we want to talk about the good things in life. We want to highlight the great things that people have done in their great work. And so we like to share a little affirmation, or as we like to mm. call them, an aff. Hermation, because you know we are pro female on this podcast. Love the ladies, not in that pro way, everyone. Like, yeah, we're pro everyone. If you're a human, we're for all for you. Now, Sam, what's your affirmation? I found one this week. Um, actually posted by friend of the pod, uh, Dave Marshall, who was on. Oh, I love Dave. Yeah, yep. He um he posted a little thing on Instagram last night. That I screenshot and I said to him, I was like, I'm stealing this for the show, and he said, Go for it, all yours. <laughs> he said, Blowing out someone else's candle won't make yours shine brighter. And then he's put underneath in it. In short, being a <laughs> Doesn't make your life any better. <laughs> and I like Sam, that. Sam, <laughs> you said the naughty word. We've been saying the C word this entire podcast. Now I'm going to have to go through and put another beep in. God, I'm going to be is all that out of beep. Like, what is our rating? <laughs> yeah. What is our rating? We get, we get unmonetized. We, no, yeah. we get demonetized. <laughs> no, not really. As if we'd be monetized. Yeah. <laughs> our podcast was what is it? And nothing great about it, nothing bad about it. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you get this review? Um, iTunes. Oh, on iTunes. People yeah. love us iTunes, on there. It's yeah. awesome. Um, some Doing guy. better than that bleep have a podcast. <laughs> so tick that box. Still going. Hey, if you have a best duty that you want us to shout out to, uh, send us a DM and follow us on Instagram at best. Judy's. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Now, there is something else that we like to do in this podcast is um, celebrate uh, people like yourselves. Thank you. We like to celebrate our best duties. Um, mm-hmm. They are super, super important to us, and we would be lost without them. I'm sure that you've had a few over the years, important people to you that, that do amazing things in your life. Sam, do you have a best duty this I week? I have two best oh, duties go this for week. It. From the podcast of all things politics. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. I screwed it up. <laughs> From the podcast of all things pop culture, politics, penis and pussy, Morgan and Mary. From the Old Dear podcast. Oh, I love them. Who gave us the biggest shout out they on did. their show the other week. I was on a plane from Melbourne to Sydney. Oh, all right, international, excuse me. Okay. Travelling around first the country, class. having that a glass hour. of vino. Uh, no, it was, I was jet star, middle seat, at the very back of the plane. I was so uncomfortable. I was not happy, but I was happy Let's listening fly, to that. Yeah. It was so nice. And they spent like the last five minutes of their show just they talking really about did. us. It was so cool. And their comparison to us is that we were a bit more of a grown-up version of theirs. Um, and I'd like to say that they're like the naughty little probably teenage version of our podcast. Probably a bit more fun because they say lots more swear words like shit but yeah exactly you know in this podcast we try where we just um i mean i i'm a lot older than you and i think our average age is probably <laughs> about 30 so um sorry about that but we do love you guys i would say they're my best duty this week as well yeah absolutely they're so um, much fun loved that mary was very invested in where i was moving to and she's actually been asking me to send her links of potential apartments so that she can <laughs> she can <laughs> she actually can have a look at them as well <laughs> she's such a sweetheart she's i love that so much and morgan you're great too uh simon do you have a best duty you want to highlight this week you too obviously okay. for having me on i'll stop oh, stop that <laughs> making me blush <laughs> Boys, are you ready to finish up this podcast? I, we do have a particular way of doing it, Simon. Oh, uh, so you can join through. in if you want to. Uh, Simon, <laughs> thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you very it's much for having Absolute me. pleasure having you in the studio today. Are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. <clears throat> There's no place like homo. There's no place like homo. There's no place like homo. <laughs> <laughs>